0: So this this story takes place on the evening of the first Easter. You know, the disciples have heard the report of the resurrection. Uh, Mary has has, has talked about having seen him as the gardener. Peter has seen the empty tomb. But they're not celebrating on this first evening. They're fearful. They're behind locked doors. They're afraid of the authorities, you know. What happened to Jesus could happen to them. You know, they're fearful. Disciples can be fearful. We, as disciples, can be fearful. Literally, we can lock our doors. We can shut down. We can shut out. We can close our hearts. We can close our minds. You know, we can be just the opposite. Open hearts, open minds, open doors. We can be fearful that we don't have enough. We don't have enough resources to do what we want to do. We can be fearful that we're not good enough, that we, that we are not just enough, that we're, not, um, we're afraid of being exposed, for not being perfect, or not being intelligent, Are not being competent. We can be fearful of being hurt, of suffering, of failing, of being embarrassed, of dying. We can be fearful of what will happen and what has happened. We can be fearful of our guilt and very afraid of God. And our fears, we don't want to try, We don't want to dare. We don't want to risk. And Jesus comes into the locked room for minds, our hearts, and he says four things. He has four things to say to the church. He has four things to say to any church. He has four things to say to King Avenue. Peace be with you. Second, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. Third, receive the Holy Spirit. And fourth, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. First, peace be with you. He says it twice. Now, it's a usual greeting, hello, hi, how you doing, what's up, you know, we don't think much about it when people say that to us. We instinctively respond, hi, hello. There's not much content to that that exchange, you know. Um, Usually it doesn't register with us. We're too preoccupied with the noise going on in our heads. The busyness of our hearts. Susan and I, during the um, pandemic, have you know had a goal of watching everything that's on Netflix. <laughs> Lately, we've been watching um, an Israeli TV series called Fauda, uh, the Arab word for chaos. It's about an uh, Israeli counterterrorism team. Nobody trusts anybody in this show. Um, Arabs don't trust Arabs, Jews don't trust Jews. You don't trust your partners, you don't trust your spouses. Nobody trusts everybody, anybody, but everybody exchanges the greeting, peace be upon you, upon you be peace. But there's no content to what they're saying. Get the feeling the first time Jesus says, peace be with you, it's like that. They're just saying something. Then he shows his wounds, his hands, his feet, his side. It's me, it's me. The one offering them the peace has been through it. The one offering them the peace has been through everything they fear. The one offering them the peace has shown that God is stronger, that love is stronger. And now he says it a second time, peace be with you and there's content now I listen because here's a person who knows what he's talking about the one who says peace has peace brings peace is peace the one who says peace His presence is peace. Earlier in the gospel, Jesus says to the disciples, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you and I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. Jesus doesn't explain it any better than that. Other than just to say, peace is a gift. Please receive it. And Jesus is present. It's not about the absence of conflict. It's about the presence of love. Second the Father has sent me, so I send you. Stop hiding. Unlock the doors of your house. Unlock the doors of your heart. Unlock the doors of your mind. Take peace into the world. As the Father has sent him, as the Father has sent Jesus into the world, so he sends us into a world of incredible beauty, delight, joy, a wonderful world of babies and senior citizens and children and odors and tastes and sounds and brilliance and creativity. Appreciate the beautiful world. I'm sending you into it. Treasure it. And God sends Jesus into a messy world of lies and violence and crucifixions and betrayals and suffering and pain and death into a world to dwell in it, to stay in it, to abide in it. Don't avoid it. Don't be cynical. See it. Hear it. Be attentive, welcome, challenge, confront, heal, forgive, feed. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Sent into a world of greed and envy and division to bring peace and love and grace. And generosity and beauty. Sent where? Years ago, I, I used to write authors, asking them what was their motivation for writing? What, what did they have in mind when they wrote that book? Most wrote back. asked Wendell Berry why he wrote. And he said, I write about where I am. My starting point is where I am. And I thought, you know, that's where we're sent, where we are. Some of us are sent to our family to bring peace to our family. Some of us are sent to our neighborhood, to our church, to our denomination, to our school, to Mexico, to NEMAP, to Hubbard, to Habitat. You know, we might never have peace until we are sent to take peace. third. Receive the Holy Spirit. When we think of being sent, often our response is, I can't do it. I'm afraid. I'm not smart enough. I'm not competent enough. I'm not connected enough. And Jesus says, receive the Holy Spirit. It's the energy, it's the power that, that gives us the strength to do what we can't yeah. receive the holy spirit it could be translated take a breath take a breath take a breath of god when jesus talks to nicodemus earlier in the gospel he talks about the kingdom of god And Nicodemus is stalling and kind of playing dumb. He's coming up with excuses. And Jesus says, you know, I'm going to give you the Spirit. You can do this. And Jesus goes on to say, the Spirit blows where it will. It takes us beyond ourselves. It takes us in directions we didn't dream of. Think of how the Spirit has blown through this church and taken this church beyond itself. We were founded on the second floor of a bakery on 6th Avenue, and we were blown to King and Neil. NEMAP was really started out of this church with Leonard Confar and our members. The spirit blew through us. We became a reconciling church. We were certainly taken beyond ourselves in that event. We've worked with the mission in Mexico My guess is we support the orphanage in Mexico for at least a quarter to 30% of its budget. We were taken beyond ourselves. Habitat has taken us beyond ourselves. Hubbard School has taken us beyond ourselves. Starting Stone Village Church took us beyond ourselves and doing same-sex marriages in the sanctuary has taken us beyond ourselves. The Spirit blows where it will. And the Spirit will use Becky and Andy to blow the church in new directions. Fourth, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. When I sin against you, I kind of dig my hole. And I give you power over me. The image of Jesus' language in this passage is as if the person who's been sinned against has been given a club that they can wield over the person's head and beat them over the head with it. And forgiveness is throwing away the club, letting it go. Forgiveness means literally let it go. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain, if you hold on to the club, They'll be retained. You'll continue to beat that person over the head. Who forgives and who retains? We do. To let it go is to be vulnerable. It's restorative for both the sinner and the sinned against. To retain is to keep the power, to keep the power of exploitation and manipulation and guilt. It's retributive for both. It is in our hands. Forgiveness is about relationships. It's about relationships restoration. It's also about relationships being allowed to start. Giving a person a chance to be in relationship. When I was a superintendent, I experienced more than once when a pastor came to a church that the church felt an obligation to be loyal to the previous pastor and wouldn't give the opportunity for a relationship with a new pastor. Forgiveness has to do with creating new relationships, and I know you'll do that very well. Churches are good places for relationships and for forgiveness. We say things that hurt each other. We do things and don't do things that hurt each other. There are slights that hurt people. In all likelihood, they're not intended but they're there. Churches are good places to restore relationships. Often we've experienced when we go through forgiveness with a person that our relationship is stronger because of the act of forgiveness. We experience that in our partnerships. To offer forgiveness is to offer new life, a new start. It's really to release a person from a prison. As Aaron talked about in the children's story, King Avenue may be fearful. John and Colleen are gone. I've heard the word orphaned used vulnerability. When we feel vulnerable, the temptation is always to shut the doors, to shut down, to hide, to ask, what will happen? Jesus has four things to say. It's the same four things he said on the first Easter It's the same four things he had to say when J.S. Ricketts began here. Any of you know who J.S. Ricketts is? How soon you forget. He was King Avenue's first minister in 1888. It's the same thing that Jesus had to say when Byron Palmer started here. Anybody know him? The second minister. Now you're thinking, oh my gosh, is he gonna go through every minister at King Ammon? No, but it's the same thing, same four things Jesus had to say when Claire Warden was here, and the balconies were full. It's the same thing, four things that he said when Leonard Confar came, and when Grayson and Don came, and when Linda came, and when Colleen came, and when I came, and it's the same four things that Jesus has to say when Becky and Andy come. Peace be with you. I am present. Do not fear. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Don't sit around. Go beyond yourselves. Receive the Holy Spirit. Take a breath. Receive God's strength. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained them. Offer new life, offer a fresh start. That's what we're known for. May it be so. And I'm going to say it again, because Jesus said it twice. May it be so. Amen.